Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 47, Growing Pains and Love is a Crop. Hi, chums. This is, boy, this was kind of a, a messed up week, huh? This was a weird week. Like, at a, like we, I, I've marveled over the fact that uh, the pairings of episodes typically have nothing to do with each other. But this week we had kind of a theme going. It was kind of a twisted sort of like, <laughs> enjoy this, kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I meanwhile, love. Meanwhile, at the Batman animated offices, wait, we can get, we can get away with what now? Yeah, like, you know, they've been at the kids' WB for a few weeks, but it's like, wait, really? We just got the list of things they will let us do instead of like, you know, the usual list of things we can't do. Guys, guys, this is, we can get away with so much shit. Get me the guy who invented Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, he did write yep. that second episode. He sure did. Is, he must be known for other things. I mean, he's, from from what I, like, you know, he's like a good, like, 70s, like, Marvel writer. Yeah, right. And, and the original Gerber baby, I think. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Then they pissed him off, and he worked with Jack Kirby in the 90s. Right. Made Destroyer Duck. Mm-hmm. Which, Which is nothing is like probably... Howard, who says no, that not, it is. Not at all. Yeah, of course. If I remember correctly, that was one of those comics where it's like, oh, Marvel? Fuck those guys. Yeah, which, that was a good impulse, but didn't that didn't really pan out. How, how, have our guy beating up Spider-Man on panel. Uh-huh. Just just do that. Just just go on and do that. I mean, this was mm-hmm. before they had access to Disney's lawyers, so. Sure. They did almost go bankrupt, or maybe they did go bankrupt? I don't remember. They did go bankrupt. Well, they filed for bankruptcy. Right. And then they got bought by Toy Biz. Ugh. Uh-huh. I, I remember Steve Gerber's name popping up when I was reviewing G.I. Joe, so I think he was writing for just animation in general, but like Oh, I bet you that's right. Yeah. But a lot of those guys popped up in, in those like those Sunbow shows that I like. Like I know uh Len Len Ween, is that how you say his name? Yep. Or yep. is it Wine? Yeah. I, he, I think it's Len did, Ween. Yeah, he did he Len did Ween if you're listening and we're tell, telling it wrong, you know. Yeah, and Mar know. uh Marv Wolfman popped up in those, like a bunch of those mm-hmm. guys. It feels was Sunbow owned by Marvel? I feel like it must yeah, have Yeah, there was a weird, like, partnership. Because they had that weird Spider-Man thing at the end of, like, well, a lot of those cartoons, Yeah, right? and I, I don't. I'm sure I'll get this wrong, so, mm-hmm. like, and I don't care that much. But sure. they definitely were connected in some way, and as a kid, what that meant is when I watched Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and then Transformers and G.I. Joe and all that started, I was like, oh, this is all the same voice actors, all the same mm-hmm. music. Like, I, this is... This is like the Spider-Man show, but now it's got robots. Yeah. Which See, I was always just like, I'd watch, I'd watch like Muppet Babies, and mm-hmm. then after the credits, fucking Spider-Man would show up. Yep. I'd be like, wait, what's Spider-Man doing here? Yep. I want to watch Spider-Man. Uh, they also produced uh, The Tick. Oh, yeah. So, like, they did, some, they did some good stuff. Spider-Man never showed up in The Tick either, though, unfortunately. No. Yeah. We just did a rewatch of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and uh, uh, Toph's dad. Uh, was the uh, the guy who did uh, Deflator Mouse's voice <laughs> just the whole oh time? I, that's all I can think of. <laughs> I'm just gonna hide here behind American Maid. <laughs> Not to be confused with Batman, well, who was also great but completely mm-hmm. different character. He was the Destroyer Duck to uh, Deflator Mouse's uh, Howard the Duck, who, who in turn was the Donald Duck to Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that tracks. Hang on, I have to draw. I feel like I need to draw a chart or something. A duck chart. A duck chart. Mm-hmm. Now this duck doesn't have pants, so he's owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Daffy duck... never wore pants either. Mm-hmm. No, but he didn't wear a shirt. Also. Yeah, he he was just naked. Like all the mm-hmm. other guys were usually naked, except also, Porky. He was... Yeah. Up? Except also he had he was a black duck. I think that's how you get away with that. Uh, but he wore a collar. Weirdly enough, I think he was a priest. I guess. I don't know. Jesus died for your fins. <laughs> so, let he who is without thin cast the first stone. Bub. And then Bug, Bugs drops an anvil on him. Yep. I was just talking to Amanda about this the other day. Like, what anvils are for? Like, as far as mm-hmm. I know, they're for dropping on people, right? Yeah. They don't have another purpose. It's so. Okay, so the bookstore I work at, which will remain nameless, yeah, just of in course. case they want to fire me again. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> again. We- when I used to, when I used to, uh, like pull uh, new books for ship out, uh, mm-hmm. 
one of the most popular that I would ship out every week, no matter what, mm-hmm. was America's was America's Anvil catalog. Um, Maybe the had, only place you could get it was your very comprehensive bookstore. I believe that is the case. So we were shipping out to every Anvil enthusiast in America. <laughs> really? So, what, so uh, what about the evening rush? What if Joan comes in? <laughs> How many Anvil enthusiasts are there, really? I mean, enough that I had to pull this book, uh, like, about four times every week. Please tell me the book was extremely heavy, because that I, I don't oh. want you to suffer, but that is a delightful mental image. Uh, listen, uh, if you want a, a really comprehensive anvil guide, do I have the anvil guide for you? <laughs> this thing was huge. You could have, oh, I don't know, forged metal on it. The thing is, yeah, that's the thing. I, I feel like it's probably just the thickness of, like, a Sears catalog mm-hmm. from back in the day, but or, like, a, a small phone book or something, well, but... It- but you pulling it off the shelf is just like, oh, Jesus. Well, first of all, it's a large phone book. Okay. And secondly, it's a hardcover, and it's real classy. Oh, of course. You want that on your coffee table. Well, that's the thing. If you've got, like, your comprehensive anvil guide, you're going to want to keep that for your grandchildren someday. So you got to have it in real nice condition. Oh, see, I assumed it was, like, a magazine where it would change, you know, like, they come out quarterly or something. But that's, that's Oh, like, no. No. Oh, this I is see. a very fancy uh giant guide to anvils so it's not like the latest and greatest anvils it's more like an anvil spotters guide i mean it's all anvils really so it's the latest greatest and the old newest right. oldest worstest yeah i guess so wow this this feels like the old sv days we are way off topic you listen to anvil talk <laughs> so i guess that's two things anvils are are, are for mm-hmm. dropping on cartoon characters and uh irritating you inconveniencing me personally uh-huh um. Oh, right. This one's called Growing Pains, and I was very pleased that Kirk Cameron had nothing to do with it. Cause... Oh, I'm very pleased about that. That guy sucks. Yeah, he, he does. Kirk Cameron, if you're listening to this, you suck. Yeah, stop listening. You're not allowed. Yeah. That's all. Go, uh, go talk about Christmas or whatever it is you do now. I don't know. Something about Jesus. Maybe maybe he and Daffy Duck will team up for some kind of like uh, youth outreach program. I don't know. Oh, listen. Space Jam 2's coming back. Anything's possible. Why don't we talk about some good animation and you tell me what happened in Growing Pains. All right, so a small girl is out on her own at night in Gotham City. So she is inevitably attacked by a motorcycle gang muttering about shiving and how things are balls nasty. None of which is real slang, by the way, Frank. Luckily, Tidy Robin shows up and proceeds to, oh my god, motherfucking wreck these guys with a bunch of 2 by 4s Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So post-wrecking, Robin checks in with a girl who runs away. And then Robin's distracted by the bat signal. Stupid giant flashlight. Robin reunites with Batman, who is meeting with Gordon about some giant dude who's been robbing stores lately. It's bad enough that he's burglaring people, Batman, says Jim. But also he's ripping cash registers in half, and those are expensive. (laughs) What a dick, says Batman. While Robin stares out the window, thinking about the girl that he saved. Later, Alfred takes Robin to, or possibly from, school. When Robin spots that girl again at a bus stop. Stops to go help her while Robin calls Batman, and then that big dude Gordon's been looking for shows up and starts wrecking stuff again. Apparently she's the guy's, they're the girl's dad or something. I don't know. It's really vague. Unfortunately, the guy escapes, and Robin runs off to help the girl yet again while Batman studies some suspicious mud. Robin and the girl meet up again, and eventually the girl remembers that she is from some factory or something. They go check that out, and the girl remembers the horrifying truth. She's actually a piece of Clayface that then became sentient. Uh-huh. And then Clayface shows up trying to get the girl back inside of him, which is disgusting. All of this is disgusting. <laughs> so then Batman shows up, but he can't stop Clayface from engulfing the girl. And then Robin throws solvents at Clayface and almost murders him. Finally, the cops show up and arrest Clayface for, I don't know, engulfing a girl that was part of him? <laughs> Not every story can have a happy ending, says Batman to Robin, trying to comfort him. Like, you know, just as an example, you don't even want to know how your story ends. Well, I mean, the very end is okay. He turns out okay after a bunch of horrible things. Yeah, but also yeah. think, you know, for 30 no. years, oh, no, yeah, no, 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 It's very bad for a long the time. the worst. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Also, he's got a real shitty job. Like, yeah. He's working on, like, he's like a billboard man or something. No, 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 no. He works on, uh, he's a communications tech guy. He's, he's doing okay. All right. But uh, we'll get to that soon enough. We sure will. This was a great sort of extrapolation. We talked about this in the uh, in, in Clayface's mm. uh, Christmas appearance. 
Oh yeah, because well, I mean, this... when he can make those like three urchins running around, we 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 spent a long time picking that apart. Like, are they mm-hmm. sentient? Are they self aware? And the animators seem to, or the writers seem to want to know the same thing. Like, if he can do that, are they alive? And that was this is a very good exploration of that. Well, I love this is my good thing, honestly. Like mm-hmm. the fact that Annie, the little girl, turns out to just be a part of Clayface. It's it's such a good reveal. And it's not like, a thing you see coming at all. No, not, a, not at all. Well, I, first of all, Clayface doesn't show up until near the end. Like, yeah. he spends most of the episode as, like, this really big guy. And, like, you get clues. Like, Ron Perlman still does his voice. So, like, if yeah. you're aware of that sort of thing, you'll pick up on that. Yeah. But also, like, there's a bit where he, like, jumps off of a building and he sort of squishes when he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's it's real subtle and they don't draw a lot of attention no, to it. No, and it could, it, I mean, this show doesn't do a lot of that, but it could be an animation mm-hmm. mistake. Easily. Mm-hmm. But, like, once you know that it's Clayface, you're like, oh, that's why, that, like, they were really sort of seeding this early. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah, no, and, and it's it's such a weird, interesting. Now, technically, chronologically, this takes mm-hmm. place before that Christmas episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Which I I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, I don't care. Listen, if I listen, if I was Clayface, I certainly after this episode wouldn't go, "Well, what if I became three people instead?" But also Batman and uh no, Batgirl was in that one. Mm-hmm. Was surprised that that he could do that. So, I don't know, maybe they didn't tell her. But, I was going to say, it's weird that Batman doesn't tell her this, but uh, let's be real. Batman these days isn't telling anyone a whole lot. I love it. I love it so much. This, hey, is, um, this is my favorite Batman. He's he's relatable and he's sympathetic, but he's still a huge dick. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how to handle all these children running around anymore. Well, and, and this kind of ties into my good thing. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about what a hard sell teenage sidekick is. Like we mm-hmm. from day one, we've talked about like, ugh, we don't like as children watching this. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't a kid; I was an, a young adult. But you were sure. you were a kid. Like, I I never needed those kids sidekick characters. And Dick Grayson, as we well documented, sucked. Oh, but, we talked about how Dick Grayson's kind of not a great character. I'm on not show. sure. I'm not sure if if people remember that it was. It only came up. I don't know. Probably last week. But but yeah. You guys talking about how I suck, Batman? <laughs> but you know, Tim. Every time mm-hmm. he does anything, I can see in your notes and, and also in mine, just like, oh, Tim's so great. Oh, good job, Tim. Oh, you're so great. Like, they, they fixed it perfectly. But it's like, Ser- it's such a hard sell, this, this mm-hmm. kid sidekick thing. And then they took it a step further to come up with the least, like, on the surface, least uh, appealing premise to someone like you or I. Mm-hmm. And saying, what if the probably preteen sidekick, by the way, he's mm-hmm. probably, what, 11, maybe? Yeah, I'd say 11. He's very little. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a small person. He's definitely prepubescent. Yes. And uh, what if he had a girlfriend? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's about as far from Batman as you can get. Who cares? And it's like, yeah, I don't want he's that. He's got this sweet little schoolboy crush, and it's never, like, that part of it's never weird. He mostly mm-hmm. just wants to help her, but it's clear he's got a crush. He's, like, staring out the window and sighing and basically mm-hmm. drawing little hearts on his notebook, and it's it's so cute. I love it. Uh, there's a bit where... Uh... He basically says to uh, Batman and Jim, just like, oh, I was just thinking about a girl. Mm-hmm. And Jim goes, oh, I'm so, so glad Barbara's out of that stage. Mm-hmm. And Batman gives her a look. And I'm also like, dude, she's in her 20s. Like, the fuck do you think's going on? Well, I think what he meant was at least I don't have to worry about her schoolgirl crushes anymore, which also mm-hmm. is not true because she has one on Batman. Yeah, uh, you might want to keep an eye on that one, not to, uh, now again, not to jump ahead to when things are terrible. No, but, uh, in in universe, they do confirm that those two get involved at some point, which might mm-hmm. have been what Batman's look was about, or it might have just been uh, she's bad girl, so she's still got shit going on. Like it uh-huh. could have just been that. Who knows? But I just oh, I, I really t- hope they're not fucking while these episodes are happening. That would make me sad. I mean, they're gonna like it's gonna happen at some point. You're not gonna see it, so you I you know, know it's up to you when it happened. But. Ugh. It doesn't bother me the way it bothers you. Like it's inappropriate, but it, mm-hmm. it just it works for me because it's it's inappropriate in a way that's like, yeah, that's who Batman would go for. He goes for like he never falls for a civilian. He always goes for someone in this life. It's like here's the thing, is Batman is and always will be older than me, you know? Like and as I get older, I mean he he's gets not older he's not though. I know, I know. You know like, that like I mean I know the, Superman's supposed to be eternally twenty nine, and I think Batman's mm-hmm. the same way. So yeah, they're younger like, than you, man. The thing I cling to is uh, in Batman Begins when he's celebrating his thirty ninth birthday. I'm like, well, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 okay because because I'm not there yet. But like having that, and then Babs is just feels so young, you know. 
I mean, I do. And it's partly also because she's so tiny. Like, just the way Bruce Timm's design look, is. There is there is clearly an abuse of power there. There's clearly, mm. like, a, if not a father-daughter thing, at least a teacher-student like thing. Yeah. And it's inappropriate. But, that said, I can't throw too many stones because I have been with my partner 15 years now. And when we first met, I was 30 and she was, like, 21 or 22. So, like... Oh, I you can... don't count. You're a friend of mine. Oh, well, that that's okay then. <laughs> but it could be basically the same, like the same age gap. Mm-hmm, Batman mm-hmm. could be thirty, and she could be twenty-two. I guess that's true. And you know, they work out for us. But like <laughs> that, it should not have. First of all, <laughs> looking back, there's so many reasons that should not have worked. Uh-huh. But you know, it did. But um, it just it feels it feels right in a in a gross way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels There's like... a lot of that this week. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Batman, again, falls for people he shouldn't be with mm-hmm. who are part of this life of his. Yep. And, you know, it's it's people like her or it's people like Talia or Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... that's None of these are healthy. No. But this uh... skin-tight outfits and uh, athletic ability and, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, this universe really would have benefited from a Batwoman. Uh, I mean, I, I know this about Batwoman, so you must know this about Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, he would be barking up the wrong tree there. Not, maybe not that specific Batwoman. <laughs> okay. Uh, Give me that, uh, that, uh, Silver Age Batwoman. That oh, whose entire purpose anymore. was to say, hey, Bruce uh, is uh-huh. not diddling dick. He's, uh, These guys definitely aren't gay. That's for darn sure. Okay. I, I don't, like, <laughs> I, I mean, how come Bruce never had to change his name like uh, Bruce Banner did? Mm-hmm. Like, he's clearly uh, gay. Bruce is a gay name, right? Yep, there it is. That's what the Incredible Hulk told us. <sighs> anyway. Um, no, I... listened to Tangent Chat. <laughs> I loved Tim. In the, like, I loved him. Every, oh, yeah. Everything he does is great. But, like, his little crush and also his mm-hmm. earnest wanting to help her, like, uh, apart from the crush, just, like... Yeah. And he went through a little, like, a mini Batman arc at the end there mm-hmm. where, like, he wanted to fucking murder Clayface. Oh, yeah. And I love like, that. He's th- like, th- it basically cracks open a thing that's labeled solvent, uh, which it turns out will melt Clayface and does occasion like, mm-hmm. repeatedly. Like, he keeps stepping in it and his foot falls off, which, by the way, gross. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think everything's gross. Everything is gross. Look around. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but, like, once he sort of, like, brings Annie back into his body... Tim fucking loses it. He starts, like, throwing jars of this shit at him. He's about to knock him into a giant yeah. Joker vat full of the stuff. Yeah, and at the end, at the very end, when he's talking to Batman, he's mm. just like, fuck him, he should be dead. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's such a... Watching this little kid, mm-hmm. like, be pushed to that point that Batman gets to sometimes, oh, I just, I love it. Yeah. Like, that we're, that scarred him a bit, man. He's, he's, I mean... Uh, he's broken a little now. We're, we're really at a part now where, like, it's not fun to be batman it's no. not fun to be in the batman family no and I, I again i love that because mm-hmm. the episodes are still fun to watch and they're still like it's not pointlessly grimdark it's just more complex no. like there's a lot it's, going on is all it's like whoa i mean what did you think was going to happen like, yeah but it's, it's like good there's the visionary Zack snyder take mm-hmm. on this which is just miserable all the time just gray misery Ugh. or there's this which just starts asking questions starts mm-hmm. saying what would it be like if someone was doing this for his entire life? What yeah. What would that turn him into? What would it do to the yeah. people around him? And it's mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is nothing good. Yeah, no, it's a fine it's a fine line that they walk. You but know? like, but they walk it very well. Tim just showing an interest in her and wanting to help, and then just like losing, I just all of that. So good. He's he just continues to be one of the best things, and I love his. I love. Alfred's relationship with all of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, even when we were at the peak of ragging on Dick Grayson, I still liked the way Alfred dealt with him. Yeah. He never got in the middle of their fights. Mm-hmm. He never took sides. He's just like, yes, well, Master Bruce is difficult to, to deal with, but do your homework. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, he's, he's so good. Oh, dear. I shall go make tea, shall I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go get me another Lunchable. Ugh. But he's just—he's got a couple Very of moments good. with with Tim, <laughs> mm-hmm. where Tim's like, he treats me like a kid. Well, technically, <laughs> Master Tim, you are a kid. But then, I mean, but then he turns around to Batman and says, "You, you know, you treat him too much like a kid." It's just—it's <laughs> so—I—he's so great. It—he really is. Like, 
He's everything that Batman is not giving these kids, Alfred is. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. He's so good. He's such a small part of the show now, but... Well, and you can really see how he's the pin when everything goes wrong. Yep. But just like, oh, Alfred's not around anymore? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. But he might have, like, eight lines in this whole episode, but he's Mm -hmm. still just such a great presence. Yeah. Um... I love... uh, I love him going, like... Tim's basically like, you got to pull over. I got to go sta- sta- save this girl. And Alfred's like, eh, Austin Bruce and you should come home. But he still like pulls. Just yeah, he pulls does it anyway. Let's him out. Yeah. It's look, just like, hello, I've, Master Bruce. I said, I look, I told him not to do it. And he went anyway. Oh, no, stop. Come back. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, no. I could see the hearts in his eyes, sir. It would break mm. mine if I didn't let him go. He's just, he's so little. <laughs> he's just a, he's just a little, he's a little thing, sir. I love him. Mm-hmm. So good. I could... God, that bit where he just beats the shit out of those bikers is oh, so fucking is, good. It is good. Uh, this this ties into my bad thing, though. Like, the very mm. beginning where she's getting leered at by them in a... Oh, yeah, What appears sucks. to be a sexual way. Just that, that way you get when women... I mean, I know this mm-hmm. happens in real life, but I'm saying in movies and TV, when mm-hmm. a woman goes into a dark alley or a bad t- part of town and dudes start hassling her, like... It, there's very clearly a sexual subtext there. And yeah. this kid is, like, drawn the same proportions and, like, roughly the same age as Tim. Like, mm-hmm. she's maybe 12 at the most. Like, that's mm-hmm. extra gross, guys. Not in a good way. Yeah. Knock it off. Yeah. I I don't know that I buy your uh, Dark Knight Returns comparison, though. These were just straight-up biker oh, gang guys. Oh, they don't. That was just, yeah. L- okay. Look, I don't actually think they're, like, mutants or anything. Okay. I was, have... Like, look, we both love that reference, mm-hmm. and we'll always make it. I just, I was, I thought maybe you actually thought there was some similarity. Oh, right? oh, no. Okay, that's fine. The the mutant gang has a very specific look, and these guys mm-hmm. don't have any of it. They're no, they didn't have. weird looking punks. They didn't have shirts that say, hi, my name is anything. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. Yep. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, so, I had a tough time with a bad thing. But yeah, no, these, we're, we're into a period where it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's a scene, there's a, an extended scene. Uh, Robin basically goes off. Looking, looking for, for yeah. looking for the the girl, and he hits a bunch of places where sort of like uh, like homeless people are uh, mm-hmm. are camped out. Basically, there's a lot of sort of long shots of um, you know, like little kids like who are homeless, and Robin mm-hmm. sort of looks around, looking sad, and just like, I wish I could do something about this. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, of anyone, you can absolutely do something about this. You're rich. Um, just hand I, out some fucking money. The thing is, like, there are people in real life. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 98% of rich people are absolute garbage, but there's there's yep. a, a couple of them out there who are legit trying to help, and it's just, it's never enough, you know? And, like, yeah. we've seen Bruce over and over again doing mm-hmm. something. It's just, it's not a problem you can just completely obliterate, unfortunately. It's it's just, you know. it's just a weird scene where it feels like it wants you to, to like, eh, hey? Well, I like that. I like, like, there's, this one goes to some dark, like, apart from the obvious, apart from the obvious, this, this child is not a real person thing. Mm -hmm. There's also just the very real stuff of, like, um, uh, the first time we see who, who we end up finding out is Clayface. We don't know it Mm -hmm. yet. Uh, Sort of, like, threatening to beat her, basically. It feels very much like an abuse, like a child abuse situation. Like, that's how it's animated. That's how... The dialogue is, it looks like this small girl is about to get beaten up by this huge hulking dude, and it is, yep. like... Very, very upsetting. Kids show, huh? Between mm-hmm. that and then, yeah, as you say, the extended uh, uh, homeless sequence, it's just like, who is this for? Like, mm-hmm. I like this for, like, this is some real tinge of dark in this sort of fun yeah. adventure show, but, like, this is gonna fuck children up, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, as, I mean, as a great man... They, oh, go ahead. Better they learn it from a cartoon than their parents. I suppose so. As a great man once said, fuck them kids. <laughs> Our friend Devlin uh, has been quoting that relentlessly, so it's rubbed off on me. <laughs> I can't stop now. Yeah, fuck them kids. <laughs> uh, Yeah, and also when they're wandering around, or when, when Robin's wandering around in that area, it looks like the Apocalypse District. It really does. I mean, that's Gotham right there. Like, mm, it's not though. Is the thing we've seen like Crime Alley and like uh, what, what's mm-hmm. that neighborhood? That's the whole. There's a name for the whole neighborhood. It's not just Crime Alley. Oh fuck! I know what you're. T- uh, Park Row. Yeah, thank you. And and it's it's run down, but mm-hmm. this straight up look like post Holocaust. Like it's been nuclear bombed to shit. Like, 
Like something else happened. I don't know. Maybe some supervillain set off a thing here. Who knows? <laughs> the earthquake hit when we weren't looking. Yeah, no man's land happened between the uh, the gap. Mm-hmm. And this is what's left. Whoops. Yep. Uh, uh, that's about all else? I have. What about you? Yeah. I like that they carry him away in a, in a special aquarium at the end. Yep. Which I know there's a better name for what they carry him away in, but that's what I thought of. Just like a, <laughs> was... a special fishbowl for Clayface. There's a lot of fishbowls this week. Um, that's true. There's a bit where uh, where Robin is uh, like, the the girl's basically telling Robin, like, I don't remember who I am or where I'm mm-hmm. from. And Robin's like, what do I, t- what do I call you? Mm-hmm. And he sort of looks around and like sees like a girl holding a little, uh, like a, a raggedy, a raggedy Ann. Ann yeah. and calls her Annie. And I'm just like, what should I call you? How about bus? Uh-huh. That'll work. Do I give that another shot? Mercedes no, Benz Brown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Madison Avenue. There, nailed it. Uh-huh. Is, that, is that a splash reference? I think that's splash, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh all right, you got a quote? Uh yes. What do you got? Uh, this was an upsetting line from Batman. Oh my god. What is it? I know who Daddy is. Yes, I would have. I would have chosen that same quote. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Amanda turns to me and said, "Is this your episode to choose?" Because you guys said, "Nope," but it's already taken care of. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Oh boy. Ah. Yeah, I don't need to hear this talk. <laughs> Speaking of mental images, we never need. Let's let's talk uh-huh. about love as a crock, shall we? A couple of horrible drunk tourists stumble into their hotel and begin to hassle the desk clerk, which. Look, guys, this is Gotham City. This is Gotham City, like, ten years into Batman being a thing. You never know when you're going to run into someone who's, like, a part-time hench for a supervillain or an actual supervillain staking out a job or a former supervillain trying to get their life back together. And, in fact, that last thing is exactly the case here. It's And it's the villain you uh, never expected to hear from again. Lock up! Wait, no, I mean Baby Doll. The super-duper extra crazy one. I mean, she seems to be getting her life back together now, as per my previous, but uh, she's one ugly, hey, weren't you on TV? Followed up by some extremely unwanted touching of her hair away from going right back off the deep end, so please don't. And there she goes. Great job, Maury and Gladys, which I assume (laughs) their names must be. Baby Doll retreats to her lair, well, her, her hotel room, and switches on the TV. Proving herself less crazy than BoJack Horseman, she switches off a marathon of her old sitcom and switches on Court TV, where Killer Croc is being sentenced to death for murdering people. Which are things they actually say out loud in this children's show now. Sentenced to death for murdering people. Croc makes a half-hearted attempt to make a they-hate-me-because-I'm-different plea, but they're not buying it. Baby Doll, however, is completely buying it, and she rushes out to prison to feed him whole chickens and declare her love for him. I love, he says, and proving herself more tragically pathetic than Harley Quinn, that's all Baby Doll needs to hear. She swears to bust him out of the joint so they can be together forever. If only she continued listening, she would have realized he said, I love good fried chicken. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. But it's she my does joke. But she does indeed deliver on her promise, and before long, the two of them are shacking up in the sewers, doing all manner of unspeakable <laughs> things. I mean, it's the sewers. I don't want to speak about what goes on down there. Poop. Proving herself to be a greater criminal mastermind than the Riddler, the Penguin, Two-Face, or... Let's face it, most of Batman's other villains, she and Croc successfully knock over a ton of banks, casinos, and the like across Gotham and even into Metropolis. Criminal mastermind. Then Croc makes the tragic mistake that all lizard men dating women who stopped growing when they were small children do. He steps out to hang out with some floozies. Seriously, there's (laughs) gotta be a whole TV Tropes uh, page about this whole exact thing, Croc, you idiot. Anyone can see that coming. Baby Doll takes this well and drags Croc to the Gotham nuclear power plant for her latest scheme. Proving herself to be quite possibly more insane than the actual Joker, this involves blowing up the entire city in a mushroom cloud because she got her heart broken. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier that Croc chewed up and spat out a metal batarang in a fight with Batman, and this is 10,000 times more hardcore than that. Of course, Batman and Batgirl stop her and they cart Croc back off to prison uh, in a uh, special aquarium built for him, actually. Uh, but Baby Doll doesn't get a nice ventriloquist-style hopeful ending where it's implied that she'll be set back on the path to recovery. No, she's probably completely broken now. Forever. Have I mentioned recently that kids love this show? 
Uh, if we go down to the kids love Batman section, yes, of our, please uh, let's list here. Where the where do we even start with this episode? This okay. So uh, as as we know, uh, Batman the animated series ran um, its original run like during uh, uh, weekdays. Like it was on mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fox Kids, I think, uh, during the week, and then mm-hmm. it, the show went away for a while, and it came back as this uh, on Saturday mornings, and mm-hmm. I don't think I was immediately aware of that. And I flipped around and found this one morning and this was my reintroduction to the series. I'm like, Oh my God, what has this show become? <laughs> this... What did you guys do while I was gone? Like, and I was, I don't know. I was like 24, 25 at this point, mm-hmm. And I, like, I loved it. I got what was so going the perfect on. Perfect age. Yeah. yeah. No, I loved it. And mm-hmm. it, it didn't bother me. It's just like, Oh, this, this, this got, this got dark. Uh huh. Like who, like, this is my good thing. This is more of that good psychological complexity shit that I absolutely love. Like, mm-hmm. Baby Doll's really trying to have as normal a life as she can, and she just can't make it work. Watching her not only backslide, but go full-on falling in love with a pen pal on death row is just so, like, like nobody saw this coming. Nobody said, no. well, obviously you're going to bring the Joker back and do an episode where this happens. Or obviously, mm-hmm. like, nobody thought they were bringing back Baby Doll at all. Or no. much less pairing her up romantically with Killer Croc. I mean, like... Let's be honest. That that one episode is so perfect. Yeah. Like, there's. Well, it's like, well, like what we talked about with Mister Freeze, where yeah, you you can't bring them back unless you do a really careful job of not undermining your first thing. Well, that's the other thing is the character doesn't lend herself well to just being a villain of the week on this show. Right. You know, like you can't slaughter him with the Joker and Scarecrow. No. Like just because like it doesn't work for the character. You know, like she has a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. And once you've tackled that, there's n- not a whole lot you can do with her. And the fact that they paired her up with Killer Croc of all people to make this insanity is amazing. And it works. That's the thing. It works it's, so well. It's not like like in a few weeks we're going to get to that one with uh, with the farmer and his mutated farm animals, which is a mm-hmm. very divisive episode. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But mm-hmm. that's one on paper where you're just like, ooh, I don't know. And mm-hmm. this is another one like that. But they fucking nail it. They, I mean, this is my good thing. Just this episode is so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's it right there. The weird bond between the two of them is so good and it's so fucking bizarre. And I just, I love it. Well, this is the thing I've, t- I've talked about for oh, like after we got about halfway through the original mm. run where it's like when Gotham starts to feel like it's been around for like supervillains have been around for a while and all this shit. Like when you start living in the world you built instead of just mm-hmm. giving us origin stories every week, when you yeah. start to say, okay, but what if this guy met this guy? What if mm-hmm. this had like, what if this, this one tragic woman who mm-hmm. thinks that all of her problems are because she's different sees mm-hmm. in the most unlikely character, uh, like a, a kindred spirit. Like mm-hmm. that's such a good out there idea, but it works so well with all the established elements. It's just like mushing dolls together that shouldn't be kissing, but it works, you know? It works so well. Yeah. I also, I have a note here. Uh, Croc is the very definition of some animals are just jerks, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> There's so much good, like the animation and his fights are so, like they so clearly indicate how much stronger he is, but how stupid he is at the same time. Yep. He never, like with any other person fighting batman they look around to see what's in their environment and they try to formulate a plan Mm -hmm. this guy looks around grabs the first thing he sees and tries to hit batman with it and that's Mm -hmm. the end of his uh his tactical mind and that first thing is usually a rock well in this case we spend the entire time in the city or the sewers so you don't really Mm. get that but yeah i'm out of my element yeah i even had that note it's like well shit you're downtown dude there's no rocks what are you gonna do Maybe I can par up, pull like, up a piece of building. The rock of the city. He, like, throws a vending machine or something at some point. It's just, like, he's surrounded by... I, I don't remember what the what the actual scene was now, but it might as well have been he was surrounded by swords, and he, like, <laughs> he picked up a vending machine. He's just... He's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> I also... He also, like, he uses a lot of wrestling moves, which yeah. I like as, uh, as a choice for that character. As a show of just brute force, yeah. Well, as a show, and, like, it's also, the, like, that's his background. He's, like, a, he was a wrestler right. guy. Yeah, because he, he, like, what do you do when you're built like this? Mm-hmm. Well, you do something physical like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of the redesign. Like, he looks okay. weirdly more snaky now. That doesn't bother me. And also, I liked the old, the, I like the old gray body with a weird mouth. Mm-hmm. 
Croc had like a weird like where I could never figure out how his jaw worked and I loved it. It's that thing like like Beavis where when he turns mm. profile it's like a completely different head. It's like okay so you guys didn't plan that he'd ever be from this angle. You huh? you and... don't exist in three dimensions I guess. You you got mm -hmm. some weird non-Euclidean like Lovecraft thing happening. We don't have enough uh, examples when we're reviewing this show that where it's like Beavis. Occasionally though. I mean, Occasionally, but let's be real, not enough. You could see him wandering around in the sewers going, Shut up, Beavis. <laughs> Shut up, Beavis. <laughs> well, and this brings us to the, the baby doll's voice, actually, which is your... Yeah, um, so this is my bad thing. So they uh, they recast uh, baby doll for whatever reason as uh, Lorraine Newman. Lorraine Newman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, S the former SNL cast member who I only know from not just, not even her sketches, just uh, the words Lorraine Newman. Yes, the way Don Pardo specifically says mm -hmm. Lorraine Newman. Mm -hmm. And then, I think, then the superego impression of that. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> really digging down. Pretty, pretty removed. No, I, I, I mean, I watched a bunch of old SNL. I, can, mm. I know who she is to see her, but I couldn't name one of her sketches. Sure. It's not like but, Gilda um, Radner or somebody where she had a bunch of characters that are memorable, you know. Yeah, but um, her, the 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 voice from the original episode, which is Alice, I think I'm saying this Al right. it's Alice, Alice it's La Placa actually. La Placa, okay. Yeah. Uh, she was amazing. Yes, she was. Uh, as like, she sold that character so well, mm -hmm. and the new the the new voice for Baby Doll just doesn't like. It's just it's so obviously not as good for me, you know. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Usually this is my thing, but it didn't bother me. Yeah. No, Alison LaPlaca had a really, an amazing ability to, like, do this flip between the baby doll character well, and, and it's, like... It's still in the script, but what you're saying is she, oh, yeah. the, the Lorraine Newman didn't sell it. Yeah. It's like, Lorraine Newman goes back and forth between baby doll and a British person. Mm, I disagree. And but, I don't you know. care for it. All right. They, I, what I like is, like she's so desperate to make a connection that she's sort of mm -hmm. regressed into this child character. That's the other thing. I love that. Like yeah. I could definitely, I could look, no one should be with killer croc. He is oh, of course the worst. Not. Yeah. Uh, but like, I could definitely see their relationship working a little better if she wasn't doing the, I'm actually six years old thing all the time. Well, that's, that's part of her madness, you know? Like, yeah. and, and then, she slips out of it every now and then, and and mm -hmm. what you know, we have different opinions on the voice acting, but you got you you have to admit in the writing at least. Oh yeah, the, the moments still spot on. The moments when she slips out of it is like, mm -hmm. oh shit, just got real. Okay, yeah, she she gets a look when she's pissed off that is utterly terrifying. The the uh, this was almost my quote, but mm -hmm. I I found a better one. But uh, where they're at the nuclear plant, and he's like, uh, why are we here? What is this place? Duh, and uh, mm -hmm. she's like. Uh, What's twenty or uh what what was it? What's uh, oh I wrote it down because it's what's uh, black and white and yeah uh, what's black and white and radioactive for two twenty thousand years and she says it in the baby doll voice. He's like, mm -hmm. what? I don't know. And he's, she says, Gotham City after I irradiate it. Mm -hmm. It's like Jesus I, Christ. And I fuck I love to because he's just like, uh, so what's the plan? We're just gonna hold the city for ransom. Yeah, we're gonna call the mayor and tell him we're gonna blow the city. No. No, uh, I'm going to nuke the city and the 20 million people who live in it, and also you and me. That's like the the tragic lovers, like, you know, murder-suicide thing, mm -hmm. but also I'm going to murder this entire major, like, American city while I'm at mm -hmm. it. Because fuck everything. Uh-huh. Like I said, in so many ways, she's just, she's crazier than any, like, crazier than the Joker. Uh-huh. Definitely a better tactician. Like they successfully pulled off a bunch of jobs before they got caught. Oh yeah, she's a she is so good at crime. Yeah, like yeah, and it's a good teaming. Like j mm -hmm. ignore the ignore the romantic part for a minute. Just just in pure like criminal building your your heist team. Like he's the muscle, she's the brains. It's perfect. Oh yeah, but then well, it's always very useful to have like a child that you can distract people with. Yeah, which I like. But then mm -hmm. there's moments where it's like okay. They got all these like banner headlines that they're collecting of like how they're mm. the new Bonnie and Clyde and all that, which is pretty cool. But yep. then it's like the child act still works. Like really, at this point, they're not looking for a six-year-old girl who, oh by the way, was on a hit sitcom for years. <laughs> I mean, look, I can't speak for everybody. I've always been bad with faces. Yeah, but if Urkel suddenly was like pushing a hoop with a stick in front of your bank, <laughs> you probably would say, "Hmm, didn't Listen. Urkel rob a bunch of banks?" Listen, Urkel doesn't need a hoop on a stick to rob a bank. He has the Urkel bot. 
Gotham Gotham would cower before the might of Urkel. Yeah, but then Bruce would befriend Stefan Urkel, which is literally the only thing I know about Urkel. So Uh, please ask no follow-up questions. In the last episode, he goes into space. Okay, good. That's it. Then there's no more Urkel. Good, stay there. (laughs) Uh, It just makes me think there was an MST episode where every host segment was just (laughs) them doubled over in laughter over Urkel. It was the contempt was just delicious i love that so much and then in the amazing colossal episode guide they it, they double down on it again about how much they hate urkel yep well because uh, you're a comedy writer at that point and you're just like mm-hmm. okay like cable is happening and people are like there's there's so much cool stuff happening in comedy right now and this mm-hmm. this is what people want to watch huh just yep this entering its ninth season yeah Ugh. but no i just i feel like after a certain point, she wouldn't have been able to get away with that kid act. Mm. But, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but that wasn't my bad thing. My bad thing was real flimsy because, mm. yeah, come on, man. This is episode rules. Yeah. This is seriously like a top five episode for me. Uh, Croc is brought into the courtroom in a straight jacket, mm-hmm. which is a thing that might subdue, say, you or me. But mm-hmm. it couldn't even hold regular guy with no superpowers, Batman. Mm-hmm. And it certainly isn't going to hold killer fucking Croc. Come on, guys. Yeah. This is where you, you start with the Hannibal Lecter thing, at least, and then you move up to, oh, I don't know, one of these big tanks we have special, lying around, apparently. Specialty Aquarium. Uh, There's a whole factory that makes specialty supervillain aquaria. Come on. Uh, if you want the little treasure chest, it costs extra. Yeah, all right, throw it in. I like that nobody questioned how uh, Baby Doll had, like, exploding jacks and, like, a mm-hmm. ball that, I don't know, shot acid or whatever it was, just, like... At this point, it's Gotham City. There's probably, like, a whole district of those. I bought him from the Joker. Yeah, he, I mean, he's in Arkham right now, so I mm-hmm. stole him from the Joker. But what's he going to sure. do? I'm smarter than he is. <laughs> Listen, I needed the extra cash to pay for my lawyer. Also. See above, I'm still really broke, by the way. <laughs> All those people I paid with that uh, fake King Barlow money are still really pissed <laughs> off. This kid wants to buy some j- exploding jacks. Who am I to say no? Also, look, I'm the Joker, but I'm not going to be seen. Like, no one's going to snap a picture of me strangling a six-year-old. Come on. <laughs> hey, we should team up. No thanks. I don't need to. Th- I-, I don't need to be uh, pulled down by you. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a similar vibe to Joker and Harley, but not enough that mm-hmm. it feels like they're copying themselves. But it's the no, same kind all. of like, oh, she she really needs to get out of this. Oh, she's not. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, so good. It's, it's not it's 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 not great. No. But it's a good episode, but it's not great. No, I love it. Mm-hmm. I again, just so incredibly fucked up. Uh there was a great uh, nod to Superman. Did you catch that? I did in the uh, newspaper. Yeah. Apparently they made it all the way to Metropolis and even he couldn't stop them. Wait, I no, what they said was uh, Superman was like out of town on like, you know, oh. he was on one of his space missions or whatever, which happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he's off fighting Dark Side or I don't know, probably Lobo at this point. I'm t- <laughs> I'm gone for two weeks taking the Bottle City of Candor into space. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Fucking Killer Croc and Baby Doll take over Metropolis. Really, Batman? You can't keep your trash in your own border? Stay out of my city. No, you stay out of my city for once. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> they, I don't think they've met. I don't know. I don't know on the timeline, like, if the... Because the, their first meeting is in the Superman show, and I don't know if that's mm-hmm. happened yet. But I think thought the uh world's finest was sort of the uh like the unofficial start of the like the new Batman I think you might look, be but correct. I could be wrong I think you might be correct mm. because it was like the season I want to say season two premiere of Superman mm. which I think launched around the same time but I, I don't have the info in front of me so I'm not positive but my point that, is that's sort of the way I think of it anyway. Superman definitely exists mm-hmm. and uh, Batman and Batgirl and and Nightwing and Robin can't keep these two under control to the point where they're they've gone on they've gotten bored with Gotham City's money and they've gone and stolen like hmm let's up the ante let's let's try some crime in Superman City nope still getting away with it <laughs> listen as someone trapped in the body of a small girl uh, dating a giant crocodile man whose only powers are that he's a crocodile man I think we can take Superman oh sure mm-hmm I mean. Look, look at it. Look at his villains, really. Apart from Lex, mm-hmm. okay, and and Metallo. Oh no, the Toy Man. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, actually. Well, the Toy Man does suck. So, uh, their version of the Toy Man. I mean, look, their version. Oh of God, that's great. right. Yeah, this Toy Man. This Toy Man's creepy. Yep, he sure is. That little ventriloquist dump. Oh, ah, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> um, what else? 
I, I suppose we should. We haven't really uh, addressed this topic yet, but mm-hmm. were they fucking? Um, I don't know. Let's be clear. She mm-hmm. is a grown adult woman. Mm-hmm. It's still creepy on a lot of levels, but like, mm-hmm. I want to take that out of the equation because we're not here to talk about that. But I mean, they definitely like when he comes home and is like, honey, I'm home. It's like, oh, OK, I think I know where this is. Going. And she's crawling all over him. And he's like, I'm not mm-hmm. in the mood right now. I'm like, well, yeah, that's pretty. And then he goes mm-hmm. out for some floozies and she's yep. super jealous. So I mm-hmm. I think and this ties into my quote, actually, which is um, uh, Barbara and Bruce sort of speculating about this yep. so let's just let's hear that what do you suppose they do on a date i don't want to think about it which they were asking the same questions i was batman's just like gross i don't yeah yeah gross uh, gross yeah, look. no can we go back to tim wanting to hold hands with with clayface because that was much less creepy batman take your hands out of your ears no la la la, la. Why do you have your hands in your bat cowl ears and not your human ears? La la la. I'm the bat. Na 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 na. Batman. Also, I think I'm not positive, but I think Killer mm. Croc went on his little floozy dive in an alternate universe mm. because as he's walking out of the club, there is a poster on the wall for Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> I think he skipped over to the Archie universe, picked up some ladies, and then came back to the DC universe to go home. Okay. I gotta get out of here before the zombies attack. Before Sabrina finds me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she was still in the air. It wasn't. It, it wasn't entirely impossible. Oh Jesus! You mean you mean Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina? Yes. <laughs> oh no! It's that really shitty-looking talking cat. Fuck. <laughs> hey, yep. uh, so uh, you guys doing it or what? <laughs> Frank Conniff wrote that line, didn't he? <laughs> no, he's just doubled over in laughter about Urkel, weirdly enough. <laughs> Frank Conniff used to show up on that show just enough for me to go, is that TV's Frank? Yeah, he wrote for it. He did, I know, but he showed up like very, very occasionally. Mm-hmm. I think Joel was on that show, too, actually. Yeah, probably. We're actually doing like... a Steven Universe rewatch now, so Mayor Dewey. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? Um, this is a small note, but uh, I couldn't help noticing. I find uh, Killer Croc's foot slap very satisfying. His when he's making which... a, like whenever he's walking around, like the uh, oh, the sound the, of uh, his of his whatever. wet reptile foot hitting yeah, the pavement slap, or whatever. Slap, slap, yeah. slap. I'd be like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, but I really like that. There's okay. Well, no, I'm I'm look, I'm a fan of good sound design, so mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some outstanding animation where she and she did really throw chickens in there they weren't fried that was yep. that was just a, a nod to some very terrible thing that you love the but, funniest joke ever uh sure yes captain <laughs> captain lou albano definitely delivered the funniest joke ever that that's gotta ever. be that checks out in history uh-huh mm-hmm. that's like the that's actually the joke that was in that monty python sketch that they were killing nazis with mm-hmm. um uh, no, there's that when she's holding this sort of like whole rotisserie chicken over the, the, the pool that he's in. Mm-hmm. And f- it's like one frame where his eyes bug out almost like a Tex Avery character. <laughs> chicken. It's, ah. just, it's, oh, it's, it's so good. Uh. He, he's like a cereal mascot. <laughs> yeah. I'll drop anything for baby doll's good fried chicken. Yep. Very much so. And floozies. Those are two things. That's that's it, though. Yep. All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. There's the bit where he pulls the, the hot pipes off of the wall. <laughs> hot pipes! And knocks himself out. Yep. For it's, the second a, time in the episode. It's a great moment where Batman goes, Croc, don't! And the, it's, it's one of those sort of almost Bugs Bunny things where they do it anyway and they get hurt. And it's like, I told you not to do it. <laughs> I just expect Croc to turn to him and go, don't worry about it. I'm Homer Simpson. (laughs) It's in there, guys. (laughs) You wish. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Anything else? That's everything I got. What do we got next week? Next week, we have a torch song. Yay! Which I don't remember anything. Do you know this one? I think so. If that's the one, I think it is. All right. Which one do you think it is? No, 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 no. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm remembering wrong. 
and Ultimate Thrill, which I think is the girl on the rocket. That's the one I thought it was. Okay. I'm going to look that up right so, now because... Uh, it's, one, it's one or the other. Because I, I remembered... Uh, it's Roxy Rocket, I believe. Yes. And I remember that being a very divisive character where people were like, Ugh, why... Well, this isn't from the comics. This is stupid. I think I, I might have been on something like the comics internet at this mm. point, and like, ugh, shut up, nerds. Yes. Yeah. Ultimate yes, Thrills, Roxy Rocket. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember Torch Song off the top of my head. But, no. Uh, I would guess it's probably what's his name, Firefly. I didn't. I didn't remember Firefly was on this show. Well, he's definitely on the show because he's in that one. Remember the one with the vignettes where uh, it's got the Dark Knight sequence and it's got the Forty sequence. Oh god! That, yeah, no, you're right. It's Firefly. He's in the um the 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 wraparound story, the the bookend story for that. So I know he exists oh. in this universe. So. Oh man, I completely forgot about Firefly. I quite like Firefly. Ah, he's isn't he he's just got a good look. Guy who likes fires is that his whole thing, or has he got more? Yeah, he's got a flame. No, he's got a flamethrower. I just like the look. Like, oh, okay, that's a real simple one for me. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just thought he was sort of like Batman's shocker, where it's just like, oh, this guy. <laughs> also, his real name's Garfield, which I. <laughs> I'm going to burn down Mondays. <laughs> Batman's like, Garfield? <laughs> Marmaduke. He killed the mailman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he mailed Odie's charred corpse to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Wait, no, Nermal. Sorry. Nermal. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Don't worry about it. It's perfectly Nermal. Fuck that. Ah, oh, terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. Uh... Our buckle you. <laughs> No, nope, that doesn't work at all. All right. So that's all for this time. Uh, if you want yeah. to go to our website, it is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. And we will be back next time. Yes. Uh, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.